Thanks for listening to Hallelujah, I Have Breakthrough, hosted by Kiara Bryant. Listen every Wednesday and Sunday as Kiara talks about walking in victory, breakthrough, and overcoming by the Word of God. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday. I hope you guys are having a great and fantastic week. I hope you guys are all just walking in the blessing and promises of God. And I just hope that you guys are all getting something from the Year of No Fear series that I'm doing for this year. Um, I hope you guys are learning and being able to walk by faith rather than walk and live in fear to whatever it is the enemy may be trying to get you to fear in your life right now. As you can tell, today we're talking about identity, and I'm so excited. I've actually had the notes on this for a while now, and I'm finally gonna talk to you guys about this. So, the first verse that we're going to go to is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, and I'm going to be reading in the Amplified Version. Okay, it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ that is drafted in, joined to him by faith, in him as Savior, he is a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral condition and spiritual condition have passed away. Behold, new things have come because spiritual awakening brings new life. Hallelujah. So after reading that, I just feel really blessed. Like, do I even need to continue? Do I need to say anything else? That's really the entire point of what I'm going to be talking to you about, how we are a new creature in Christ. So the King James or the New King James Version says the old has passed away. So the old me is dead and gone. You're listening to the new me and not like a self-reinvented version of me, but by his spirit, he has renewed me and I have been reborn in Jesus Christ. Galatians chapter two, verse 20 says, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. In the New King James Version, it says, I live by the faith of the Son of God. And faith is a lifestyle, which I've talked about in actually my first episode of this podcast. So if you want to hear about the lifestyle of walking in faith or living by faith, then you can go listen to the very first episode of this podcast and I talk all about faith. The Bible says that faith is a gift from God. He gifts us something that he already has. He already possesses it. So it's God's faith that we receive. He doesn't give us random faith. He gives us a measure of his own faith. So since I have been saved, my old self has been crucified. It's not who I used to be anymore. When you hear me speak and when you watch my actions, you should hear and see Jesus. But Paul, who said that he crucified his flesh daily, was able to model this for us. And when he said in 1 Corinthians 11.1, to imitate him as he imitates Christ. So he is imitating Christ. 
Therefore, we should imitate him as he imitates Christ. You can't just imitate anybody who claims to be a Christian because not everybody who claims to be a Christian, A, actually is a Christian or B, is imitating Christ himself. There's this thing in Christianity today where people talk poo-poo on themselves. On themselves, They say, oh, I'm a filthy, dirty person. I'm not deserving of anything that I have. Like, I'm, I'm just a dirty old sinner. And it's like, okay, that's not imitating Christ. So if you're a dirty old sinner, I'm not going to imitate you because you're not imitating who Christ is. Paul didn't put that kind of thing out there and then told people to imitate that. He imitated the things that Jesus Christ did. So you can numb yourself to the Holy Spirit. You can tune out his voice. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. If you have the spirit of God, once you can tell when somebody is walking in their flesh or walking in their spirit. So when somebody comes to me and says, or if somebody says to me, I'm just a filthy old sinner or I'm a sinner saved by grace. I know that that person is walking in their flesh because sin comes from walking in the flesh. I also talked about that in one of my other episodes, but in Galatians chapter five, it lays out what are the fruits of walking in the flesh and what are the fruits of walking in the spirit. And that's where we get the fruits of the spirit and the fruit of the flesh, honestly. So, and all of that, all of the things from walking in flesh are sins. The old Kier, the old me was a sinner but she is dead. I that, that person was crucified. And you're looking at the new creature. This new creature is not a sinner. This new creature has been made righteous. But also in the same way, the more you walk by the leading of the Holy Spirit, the more clearly you hear his voice and more frequently. Luke chapter 16 verse 10 says, if you are faithful in the little things, you will be faithful in the large ones. But if you are dishonest in the little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. So you have to be faithful with a little before you can get bigger things. So the more that the more you start walking by the leading of the Holy Spirit, the more God will trust you with the things that with the things that he's already trusted you with. And you can go read the parable of the talents as proof of that. I'm not going to read that right now, though. Isaiah 61.10 says, I am overwhelmed with joy in the Lord my God, for he has dressed me with the clothing of salvation and draped me in a robe of righteousness. I am like a bridegroom dressed for his wedding or a bride with her jewels. So this is for if you're saved, if you have believed and trusted and put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. He says that he has dressed you with clothing of salvation and draped you in a robe of righteousness. You no longer have to identify with your past self because that person is dead and you have been robed with righteousness and clothed with salvation. Psalm 103.12 says, He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. And Micah 7, 19 says, once again, you will have compassion on us. You will trample our sins under your feet and throw them into the depths of the ocean. Hallelujah. So 
any past sin that you used to deal with in your past life or if you want to if you want to make today the day that you throw that thing away if you want to make today the day that you never deal with that again i'll give you an opportunity to accept jesus as your lord and savior or if you've been walking in your flesh and living in sin as a born again believer you can repent and say today is the day that i throw that thing away I will allow the fire of the Holy Spirit. I will allow the fire of God, the purifying, all-consuming fire to burn that thing up on the inside of me. And I will never struggle with that again. You can also do that today. But anything that you're going through, addiction to like alcohol or drugs or pornography, it's thrown into the sea of forgetfulness. He removes it as far away from you as the east is from the west any sexual sin god has thrown it into the sea of forgetfulness it is removed from you as far as the east is from the west pride greed anger rage anything he removes it as far away as the east is from the west and throws it into the sea of forgetfulness the only thing that you have to do is accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And if you've already done that, then you need to repent and allow the Holy Spirit to do what he wants to do in your life. Allow to start walking in the Spirit. And the way you do that is getting in the Word, letting the Word expose you, being in prayer time with him. Go on a fast if you need to. Deny your flesh. Walk in the Spirit. So now that you know that you no longer have to identify with your old sin, you also don't have to identify with past trauma. You are no longer a victim. Jesus broke those chains. He sets the captives free. Amen. And if you can't say it about Jesus, then you cannot say it about you. Because Jesus wasn't crippled by anxiety or depression. He had to die on a cross. He knew the entire time what he was coming to do. But did Jesus walk in anxiety? Was he fearful and worried about the day that he was going to have to lay his life down for us? No. Did he walk in depression and sadness because he knew that the very people that were following him were going to be the same people who denied him and the ones who turned him in? No. Jesus wasn't a victim. And you're not a victim because Jesus wasn't a victim. An abuse victim, that's not who you are. That is not your God-given identity. Your God-given identity is a person who is dressed in clothing of righteousness, a robe of righteousness and clothing of salvation. He says that you are the head and never the tail. He will make you above only and never beneath. You are not a victim. You are victorious in Jesus' name. You are not a sinner that has been saved by grace. Your old self was a sinner, but the new person, once you give your life to Jesus Christ, the new person is no longer a sinner. Because he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, It says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. 
And listen, I, the last thing I want to do is undermine anybody's trauma because trust me, God saw, he saw the trauma and it was never his will for any harm to come your way. It's never God's will for something harmful to come upon you. It's never his will for you to stray away from him. He will use it. He turns all bad things for good. But that doesn't mean he causes the bad things in order to 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 use you in the future. No. Whatever has happened in your life, it was because of the free will of that person. God didn't allow it and he didn't cause it to happen and he didn't want it to happen. He would not allow or want one of his children that he see he saw it all. Do you think that it brings him any pleasure to see something harmful happen to one of his kids? No. He hated that you were hurt, but once you accept him as your Lord and Savior, the old has passed away, whether you felt it or not. You have to die to your old self so he can heal you and restore you miraculously. I'm going to read to you guys the parable of the prodigal son. A man had two sons. The younger son said to his father, I want a share of my estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, the younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all his money in wild living. About About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him, and the man sent him into the fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, at home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare, and here I am dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both you and heaven. I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. So he returned his home. He returned home to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both you and heaven. I am no longer worthy of being called your son. But the father said to the servant, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet. Kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast. For this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost but now he is found. So the party began. Meanwhile, the older was in the fields working. When he returned home, he heard music and dancing in the house. And he asked one of the servants, what what was going on? Your brother is back, he was told. And and your father has killed the fattened calf. We are celebrating because because of his safe return. The older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. His father came out and begged him, but he replied, All these years I have slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to do. And in all this time, you've never even given me a young goat for a feast with my friends. Yet when this son of yours comes back after squandering your money on prostitutes, you celebrate by killing the fattened calf. His father said to him, look, dear son, you have always stayed by me. 
Everything I have is yours. We had to celebrate this happy day for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, but now he is found. And that scripture, that story that Jesus is telling, that represents exactly what happens with us. We leave our father, sin against him. And when we turn to him, when we turn back to when we turn back to God, our father, he doesn't sit there and just wait for us to come back and like, oh, I knew you were going to come back. I know that you needed me. No, he runs to us and he kisses us and he puts robes of righteousness on us, even with the filthy dirt that he still had on him, still clothed him in righteousness and celebrated him coming back home because he said he was dead and now he is brought back to life. He was lost and now he is found. So all that to say that God gives you a new identity in him. You no longer identify with your old past sinful lifestyle, but now you identify as a child of the most high God. And anytime the enemy tries to condemn you for your past or lies that you're still the same sinful person, you fight with the word of God. You fight with scripture. Anything that you know or anything that you've heard, any scripture that you've heard me say, you fight because the word is a weapon. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and joints and marrow, and is the discerner is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So his word is likened to a weapon. It's called the sword of the spirit. So you pick it up and you fight with the word of God. Even Jesus had to do that when he was getting tempted in the garden or when he was getting tempted in the wilderness by Satan. He quoted scripture to Satan. It is written. And Satan had to leave. If you try to fight the enemy without Jesus, without the word backing you, you will lose 10 times out of 10. So if you listen to everything that I said and believed, then with that measure of faith that God has poured out on you right now. So if you've realized that you have not been living right according to God's standard, according to his word, and you want to identify as a child of God and have his love and protection, then you can repeat this prayer after me right now. Say, Heavenly Father, I admit that I have sinned and fallen short of your glorious standard. I believe that Jesus lived, died, and rose again just for me. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Thank you for your forgiveness. Come into my heart. Give me the power and the grace to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you prayed that prayer, you have now passed from death to life. You are now a new creature. You have been born again. The old you is gone and you are now a new creation. Even if it doesn't look like it, even if it doesn't feel like it. And my hope is is that you continue to listen to this podcast and listen to other podcasts. And like, you know, just honestly, the word of God is what's going to help you open the Bible. You now have the spirit of the living God living in you. 
and you're able to understand his word. And this is, that's the thing that's going to give you the knowledge. So when you pray, you know how to pray, you know what to pray, because his word is like a guide. He's like a lamp unto our feet. He lights up our path. So you have to get in the word because his word, he cannot be separated from his word. If you want to know God, you have to know his word. Get into the word and it will read you right back. It will expose everything, every intention in you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Follow the podcast on Instagram at H-I-H-B and subscribe to the podcast. I'm posting daily for the year, I believe, or almost daily. Um, And then Sunday and Wednesdays are my main episode days. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Have a great week. Bye.